The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, that was less than optimal. As Detroit nips the Royals 2-1 despite scoring two runs or less against the Royals for the seventh time in nine series meetings this year. Detroit still wins 2-1, unfortunately, as the two runs are enough for the first big league win for lefty Matt Boyd. As it's Davo on a disappointing edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. And it's not too disappointing. The Royals still, of course, the big nine-and-a-half game lead in the AL Central. They stay three games in front of the Yankees as well, as both the Yankees and the Twins do drop tonight. The Twins losing to the Blue Jays and the Yankees 2-1 to to the Red Sox. Uh, but disappointing when you consider I called this last night and coming in as, in my opinion, the biggest mismatch of the year so far, especially when it was originally Buck Farmer throwing this game for the Tigers, right? The way he's been going. But even so... I mean, Farmer gets banged up, and the Tigers turn to Boyd, who they got in that David Price trade, one of the three lefties the Tigers acquired. His first Detroit appearance, his first major league win tonight, a guy who didn't even make it out of the first inning in his last start with Toronto, gave up seven runs, didn't even record an out, not even a single out last time. But tonight, KC just one run and seven innings off Boyd, only two extra base hits, a double by Moose, a triple by Kendrys. His first in three years, and then once again, zero walks. And we'll talk about the approach tonight. It was awful by the Royals. The Royals have three walks in their last six games combined. In three of those, they have no walks, including last night and tonight. And that's troubling. And let's break this one down further. Let's preview tomorrow also. But let's start with our player of the game in this one. Let's start with some positive. And Johnny Cueto earns his first player of the game uh, you know, only a second outing, obviously. But I give him his first of the year here on Clubhouse Conversation. Seven strong innings from Cueto. On 106 pitches, he allows two runs, two Ks, two walks, five hits. And, you know, I've only seen Cueto throw uh, probably a dozen times throughout his career and never on a consistent basis and only probably twice where I was sitting behind home plate. So not a guy that I know too much about. I don't, I don't feel too comfortable judging his stuff or his outings quite yet. But didn't this kind of seem like just a typical Johnny Cueto start, like an average Johnny Cueto start, you're like, yeah, he's okay. And how amazing is that? The Royals have a guy who's such an ace that seven innings, two runs, two Ks, it's kind of like, meh, he was okay. (laughs) Seven innings, two runs, anybody else in this rotation, pretty much any pitcher in Major League Baseball, you're like, hell yeah, you're fist pumping, you're all fired up. Johnny Cueto, you're like, that's pretty good. You know, whatever. We know he's better than that, and he is. But, I mean, still, that's, that's my point. That's how good Johnny Cueto is. Got a lot of ground balls on this one, by the way. 12 ground outs for Cueto as compared to only one fly out. I love that about him. Mixing up the speeds, both of his pitches and, of course, with his uh, windup when he can pitch out of the windup. And that's good when you have a great infield defense like the Royals do. Some very nice scoops tonight from Eric Hosmer at first base. Saw a couple of really nice plays from Moose, especially that backhand over there when he gunned out on a close play at first, the speedy Iglesias. And once again, like the Toronto start tonight for Cueto, it's six up, six down in a hurry. Less than 10 pitches in the first. It was deja vu. Then single tallies against Cueto in the third and fourth by the Tigers. And that would be all that she wrote. Who would have thunk that at that point? Not me. 
like I said, just one run and seven innings off Boyd. And to me, the key point of the game was the inability to get Alex Rios home from third in the top of the fifth. So backtracking, Rios gets on with a knock. And then a throwing error by Boyd after three you know, pickoff throws in a row over to first gets by Marte. Kind of gets stuck over there on the wall. Rios easily makes it into third base standing up. Omar Infante has got to get the run home there. In a 2-1 game, fifth inning, you're not getting on base at all. You can't draw a walk. You're not hitting for even a mediocre average. He's Infante's been very good defensively. I'll give him that. Ben, I don't think anybody who watches this team every day could say his defense hasn't been better than expected. His defense has definitely been better than expected and definitely better than last year. The arm strength, number one. The range seems to be pretty good as well. But, I mean, Fonte is doing that for you. He's a solid base runner. But, I mean, come on, man. Get that run home there. And in fairness to Infante, while it could have been speared by the pitcher, it was a chopper hit up the middle, got by Boyd, deflected by him. Rios could have scored on that. But, I mean, the contact play wasn't on. And for Rios, I'm not going to blame him there. I mean, that if the pitcher spears that ball, Rios has caught in a rundown and everyone's all ticked off. And Infante might not, you know, probably doesn't even make it to second base on that. He's probably not fast enough to even get to second. So, Rios, you can't blame him there. It was good base running. Contact's play is not on. You can't just assume it's going to get by the pitcher there. And once it was slowed up by the pitcher, even if Rios takes off at that point, he's out by 10, you know, 10 feet to home plate. And Fonte's got to get that ball into the outfield. Hit the ball hard somewhere. I didn't get it done. And I, it was a good approach up the middle, trying to work it up the middle, middle to right side. I get it, but got to get that done when you're struggling with the bat like Infante is. It's amazing to me that it seems as though Infante is immune to getting a day off, by the way, too. We'll have to break down. Maybe tomorrow I'll do that. Go through and look at games he's been available this year where he wasn't banged up. Like, you know, the Oakland game, the famous Brett Laurie game, he was had like, the strength growing in that game. The Royals thought he might be DL, and he was unavailable for about three to four days at that point. Outside of that, I mean, I bet you he's only been, you know, not in the lineup maybe twice the whole season when he was, you know, available. It's kind of confusing. Anyway, back on track. Alcides Escobar ends that inning by flying out to J.D. Martinez. The Royals get nothing in the fifth. And do give KC, I mean, I guess you can't give them credit because they didn't, they didn't come back. But they had some nice at-bats in the ninth inning, which was the exact opposite of the rest of the game. Ninth inning, Mike Moustakas crushes a ball off Blaine Hardy with one out. Most likely a triple, for sure a double. Most likely a triple if that gets by J.D. Martinez, which I don't know how it didn't. I mean, nice play by Martinez. In right field, a spear that going to his right in the gap. That's the second out. Alex Wilson comes in. Salvi, the third pitch he sees, the 1-1 pitch. Singles to left. Gerard Dyson comes in and swipes second, of course. But then Alex Rios hit the ball hard. Now Tyler Collins hit the ball, or two Tyler Collins, I should say, in fairly deep left. Hit the ball hard, but was caught five, six steps shy of the warning track by Rios. The Royals dropped now to four and five on this trip. And one more thing about tonight, the offense, the approach putrid. Like I said, no walks again by the Royals offense tonight. Royals, how many freaking pop-ups do we have to see? How many times do we see them swing up and out of the zone? It was a good chunk of the lineup, too. It's not just the normal victims who will remain nameless. There was a good five, six guys consistently going up and out of the zone and either swinging and missing or popping up. And we've seen that going back to the Toronto series, a lot of that. The Royals are getting pitched there a lot right now, so they'll need to make some adjustments and start spitting on those pitches. Hopefully they can tomorrow against Anibal Sanchez. Now, Sanchez 10-9 with the 4-7-7 against Jordano Ventura, who's 6-7 with the 4-9-8. Like I said, 4-5 in this trip. We said coming in 5-5 was a you know a solid trip. 6-4 was a good trip. To get the solid, acceptable trip, you got to win tomorrow. 4-6 is not a good road trip. 
So you want to come out and get that game tomorrow. Remember, it's a 12 noon game. Remember, we will not have a dish tomorrow. Week weekday day games are pretty impossible for me to be able to watch the entire thing live and watch it and take notes and really pay attention. So no dish tomorrow. We'll be back this weekend. But you got to get that win tomorrow. Ventura and Sanchez. And the Royals have seen Sanchez twice this year. Like I said, you know, two different stories. One time the Royals hit him good. Six hitting, six runs on nine hits earlier this year in Detroit. However, in KC, Sanchez was very good against the Royals. Seven and a third, but three runs. He's coming off uh, some recent rough outings, especially his last one at Baltimore, allowing six runs on nine hits and six and two-thirds. Find a way to scrape some runs tomorrow against Sanchez. Interesting to see what the Royals do with the lineup tomorrow, by the way. Will Salvi catch again, day game after night game, as he did in Toronto? I would imagine so, especially with Ventura going. Unless they're not happy with some of his pitch calls, perhaps, in Ventura's last outing. I don't know. Will Infante get a day off? No, we know the answer to that. (laughs) Anyway, Ventura's only seen Detroit once this year, May 8th. He allowed four runs in six innings on eight hits. And, of course... Two pretty nice starts. Like I said, there were five allowed against Toronto, but that was that weird game where he went seven innings and had five one, two, three innings and still somehow allowed five runs. So Ventura, and you know, the start before that, one run against Houston in seven innings. So 14 innings and six runs. Should have been a lot better than that his last couple of outings. Hopefully he can keep that going. The Royals have been getting pretty good starting pitching in recent days. Another seven innings tonight. Same from Duffy. Continue to shut down the Tigers' bats. Hopefully they can keep them quiet one more day and get out of town with a two out of three, assuming they can push across some runs. It's too bad they blew that tonight, though. I mean, really, that was a pretty lopsided Royals advantage tonight with a rested bullpen and Johnny Cueto against Boyd. Come on, guys. Disappointing, because now you feel like tomorrow is, is a toss-up game. The Royals are the better team, but Sanchez, you know, obviously career-wise, a much better career. And both him and Ventura have been hit or miss so far this year. Although Ventura, like I just detailed, has been good the last couple of outings while Sanchez necessarily hasn't been. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully the Royals can get out of town with two out of three. And we'll have it for you again this weekend on Clubhouse Conversation. Until then, have a great weekend. Or not great weekend. Great night. Go Royals. And we'll talk to you this weekend.